Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Comedy Arcade, part friendly panel show, part vicious competition, where contestants fight with their best anecdotes on mystery topics generated through a trusty bingo ball. I'm Vince Layton, host of the show, Spirit of the Bingo Balls, and Games Master. Points will be awarded for originality, amusement value, and my general caprice and mood on the day. The contestant with the most points at the end of the game wins, but their opponents will be granted a few cheat codes along the way just to keep it interesting. Are, are you finished, fanboying? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's anybody, anybody, anybody else want to praise anybody else? That was really cool. It just don't get done often enough, mate. That's all. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> right then, let's do this. Um, welcome to the Comedy Arcade, which is part panel show, part game show. It is as competitive as the guests want it to be. And in the live shows in Edinburgh, that was very competitive indeed. There was a lot of craning of necks to see the scoring. If you haven't read my email with all the scoring on it, basically I decide what I find is the funniest or most entertaining and I award points that way. It is that obtuse. It's my game. I get to do it my way. I am open to flattery and um, any kind of other um, strategy you might want to put in place if your story sound up to it. Um, typically, I have a ball of 30 topics, but I left it in Edinburgh. So we're just going to wing it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hang on, I'm sure it was harder to get the train going up than it was coming down. So, 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 so someone got someone a ra- got it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. So, some random person up there just pulling out random words. Yeah, but it's sellotape closed as well because I couldn't be trusted to use it live because the balls just kept flying out and going everywhere. <laughs> so I don't know what they're going to make of that, the Airbnb host. Like, what is this here? <laughs> It'd be quite a good is way she? of them working out whether someone should stay in their Airbnb, just getting one of the balls out and asking them. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> tell me your most embarrassing moment as a teenager or you can't stay here. <laughs> I feel like the um, yeah the regulations to get into that Airbnb because they suspected I was going to sublet it to the hills um, mm. was about that level to be honest. But it was just me there, honestly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's how it's going to work. I'm going to call out some categories. You're going to jump in with a story or a song. 
it's got to be audio because this is a podcast. So um, you can do a little dance for me if you want, but only I will enjoy it. It might be good on the points, bad audio experience. So without further ado, let's introduce the guests. I'm really excited about this panel today. Um, so coming in live from the Blank Podcast, it is the brilliant Jim Daly. How are you? Hello. hello. Yes, I'm good. I'm very good. Thank you. I should actually, you know, I'm a bit nervous actually about doing this podcast because um I want I want to do well I'm obviously not like scoring wise but when you go on something you like I want to do quite well and um I'm also slightly nervous because this is an anecdote podcast and I think I have the worst memory of any comedian ever I think so <laughs> slightly worried you're going to ask me an anecdote and I won't be able to remember anything I've done in my entire life so far um, you can heckle the other anecdotes though that also oh, can you? points. Oh, yeah, if, that, yeah. if it's I'm, I'm fun. I'm not very good at that either. Not <laughs> oh. really. But I didn't know song was an option when you just said that then. So that uh, that makes things interesting. So yeah. yeah. Tom Tuck did some Ricky Martin all in Spanish for me and won the episode. That was quite sexy. So there's something that you can bear in mind. Okay, you... it's not going to be sexy. I'll be totally honest. But well, hey, that's we'll, for me we'll to see. decide. Come on, okay. Jim. Don't okay. do yourself okay. down. We'll see. <laughs> Next up, live from the Wi-Fi bunker, it is Scott Bennett. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Um, very good. One child went back to school this morning. Oh, amazing. It was an amazing moment. Congratulations. Yeah, oh, yes. wonderful. She went, happy to go at five. Happy to go to school at five. She's Aww. five years old. School's amazing at five, isn't it? It's not yeah. school. It's colouring and stuff. Up with mates. Yeah. yeah, it's meeting up with your mates. It's like... Do you know what I mean? It's like a little, it's like one never-ending stag do as, as school at five-year-old. So she's, uh, she's, she's there. The eldest uh, is with me and, uh, well, she's inside, but she's going to you know, say she's fine. She's fine. She's just cooking. Oh, I can see this flames. It's all right. When it hit, when the smoke alarm goes off, I'll deal with it. But until okay. then, she's, she's, uh, she's doing this weird thing where she sees things on TikTok and tries to recreate them in the kitchen. And um, it has to stop, I think, because it's it's like she can't cook and it's like a meth lab in there. There's stuff everywhere. It's like just a complete disaster. So, yeah, apart from that, I'm, I'm excellent. I'm in the shed um, and I'm really good. Yeah, very good. And the magnificent Izzy Suti, the magnificent well-lit. Yes. Izzy, how are lamp, you? Lamps in the correct place. Yeah. I mean, people um, no. don't have the context of us knowing that you move the lamp around, but they do now. That's a non-anecdote from me. Lamp. That gets no points. Um. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, but I'd just like everyone to know that I did move the lamp. It's now behind the computer. You're beautifully lit as a result. And you've got lovely wallpaper. And that gets a point straight away. Straight off oh the bat. That That's how arbitrary my scoring is. We've moved in. Thank you. <laughs> Scott's got posters of himself behind him. That's a choice. Um, yeah. That is what I like to call the ego print from Laura Ashley. <laughs> I, I, I have a shed that I built purely because of Scott. Does that get a point? Influenced. No, mate. You can, by Scott. You can, no well, you can't imitate, mate. There's always one original <laughs> shed, and then yeah, everyone the else shed, is just... it, it looks like a sauna. Like the wood mm. yeah. is amazing. That's the vibe it is, we were going for. That is yeah. OSB chipboard. That is it. That is, is with a natural varnish, which I stole the idea from a micro pub. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you, it is funny you say soda because uh, I do often come in here naked. Um, I was going to ask, but I no, thought I no, know, it's a bit early. But no, apparently not. We're talking about no, music. No, this is this this is. Uh, the, the, I mean, none of this works on audio. But above me is um, 
soundproofing as well. Oh, yeah, no fancy. Yeah, it's very, it got out of hand, this. It was like a project that sort of escalated. <laughs> <laughs> when you spend more time a lot of that in the past year yeah uh, Gemma, Gemma wants me to decorate the house but I spent you know four weeks soundproofing a shed instead <laughs> that's yeah do not underestimate how little Scott wants to do that job <laughs> yeah that's it I'll do anything but that but there you go well normally I'd roll the ball but as it is I've had to predetermine my category but you don't get to oh. know what I've chosen. So um, we'll just imagine the sound of a bingo ball here all together. Mm. And the category is, shockingly, drunk behaviour. Drunk behaviour. Who's got one? <laughs> I've, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go straight in with mine. Um, I, I, I think it was at university. And um, I don't know. It was one of those where I'd, I had Zambuca for the first time, which is never a good experience, is it? You never come out of that as a same person no <laughs> so, you're absolutely right yeah, so you go into it sort of as a different you come out of a different person and it was flaming sambuca and i think i knew i had too much when i was forgetting to blow it out and just just drinking the full taking the full fire onto the face there but um i i always think with with what i always am amazed with no matter how drunk i got i always managed to order chicken it's <laughs> it's just an innate sense i think it's I just, think it's like that, that part of my brain just stays protected. I mean, I lose control of all of the bodily functions. But as soon as I walk into the KFC, I will have a bargain book. I become, you know. KFC, a, though. Yeah, well, I walk in. That's I, I remember, bougie. No, I used, to, we used to get a, I used to get a bargain bucket to walk home with in the days when they'd often give you a, they'd often give you a Vianetta as well, like oh. a full, a full dessert, which is. A fee, not yeah, like they a, did. like a donut. They give you like they give you out of a freezer, like like Iceland, and they go, "Here's a full family dessert," and you're walking <laughs> home with it under your arm, with a baggy bucket down the side of a dual carriageway. Honestly, once I had to divide it with the credit card. It was that big. <laughs> <laughs> to, so you didn't wait to, to get home. You just sat I portioned there. it. I sat on the side of a reservation. And portioned a Vianetta, uh, which was one of the, one of the greatest evenings of my life, I think. But there you well, go. It sounds, very, it sounds like one of the classiest evenings of your life. I don't think you can never very have an nice. evening that's not classy with the Vianetta. It makes yeah. any situation classy. It really very, does, nice. even by the side of a dual carriageway. I that thought that, magical. right, because I used to work for Kate Thornton's cashback site and I was in charge of the social media very briefly. It was taken from me when I put up a picture of a Vionetta. <laughs> I was like, who remembers these? Because I bought one and I got told in the sternest terms that um, Vionetta was not on brand for our aspirational oh, lifestyle. That <laughs> is classist. That's classism yeah. in action. What really annoys me there is I don't <laughs> care whether you went to private school or whether you're on your own yacht. If someone bangs out an Vionetta at a dinner party, everyone has it. Everyone's happy it. to see it. Everyone's of course happy to see it. Do you, know what the other, do you know what the other one of those is? The other thing that brings everyone together at dinner parties, and that is Ferrero Rocher. I was about to say that. I went to my friend Anne's last night and watched Married at First Sight Australia. Uh, which we do once a week. And she prepares this like feast of popcorn and chocolate and stuff. And she had loads of Ferrero Rochers, which her husband had somehow acquired. I didn't ask how, but she's got so many Ferrero Rochers in there. You don't buy Ferrero Rocher, you acquire Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, you acquire it. And I was like, as soon as I saw the Ferrero Rochers, exactly what you just said, Jim, I was like, oh my God, the evening is starting. We've got yeah. Ferrero Rocher. Yeah. Did they bring them round on a, like a pile? Like a yeah. Oh a pile. my God, the ambassador's reception. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a box, and I had to open the box myself, which I thought was really bad hosting. 
actually. Uh, yeah. yeah. The sellotape's quite tricky. Yeah. yeah. But, and if you're listening, I'm only joking. I'm incredibly grateful for your week. I, I was, I don't know about you guys, but I was, because of that marketing campaign, I was led to believe growing up in the 80s and 90s that literally only incredibly rich people could afford a Ferrero Rocher. So then if I saw someone I knew that had a Ferrero Rocher, I think I sort of wondered maybe where they'd got their wealth from or where yeah. they'd stolen them or something because it's like, the it's like a, a Russian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that and a, yeah, a soda stream. Yeah. Aspirational. <laughs> If you've got a Ferrero Rocher to show that you're, um, you know, you've got money, you can't ever eat it. Or no. you could eat it, then stuff the wrapper with like tissue paper and be like, guys, I've still got my Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, but I can never show you my Ferrero Rocher. Yeah. So I tell you what is interesting, though, is I think when you say about the aspirations, I, uh, I got, we hired a hot tub in lockdown, did me and Gemma, <sighs> right, which was, which isn't as glamorous as you think. I'm sorry, you know, like oh. when you're when you're in a footballer's mansion, it works, but not when you're in your own kitchen window looking at your own wheelie bins. Do you know what I mean? It's not. And I I came out. The reason why I wanted to say that is I think my working class body. I came out in a rash in that hot tub, and I think oh. I think what it was is I'm even allergic to an aspirational lifestyle. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like I put I put my working class body in like a middle class environment, and it just went. You can fuck off, mate. Do you know what I mean? It literally that. <laughs> Straight away. You could you could so, have downgraded. You could have you could have downgraded to um wheelie bin with hot water in it, and then you would have had well, sort of best of both worlds. A standing up one. <laughs> I, should have had a, yeah. I should have had a Ferrero Rocher or a bit of the Anetta <laughs> in there. That would have helped. Oh my god, it would have just been too much. Yeah. Blow so, up. I'm trying to imagine it. Was it like a blow-up hot tub? Did they deliver it? Or no, they delivered it on the back of a low loader. It was like a proper hot tub, like a yeah. Wow. It was incredible. Yeah, she got it was a surprise, and it was a surprise. I couldn't hang the washing out. <laughs> it was in the way. We went to this thing called Hot Tub Cinema once to what, and you basically hired a hot. There were loads of hot tubs on top of a pub roof in East London, and it was quite <laughs> expensive. And you could either hire your own hot tub, which was really pricey, or you could go in a hot tub with strangers. And it was me and three of my mates. And we went in a hot tub with a couple and it was so weird. And we were oh. watching like top oh. and That's no one could so it. And we were right at the back oh, and like my leg on. touching the other girl's leg because it was too small. And it was also boiling, like being in a hot tub for two hours. It, yeah. Water doesn't get cooler like it does with a bath. Yeah. And then yeah. my sister was there too, and she was really annoyed. She was like, I haven't seen Top Gun, I can't hear it. And I was like, I don't think that's really the point of why we're here. Over like, the side of the bubbles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like, and then at the end, I saw this woman in another hot tub and take her bikini top off and pour like Prosecco on her boobs. And then she looked around and no one was watching. And then she just put her bikini top back on. And it was like the saddest thing in the world. Oh my God. <laughs> Like oh, mate. no one, no one noticed. Oh, that, like, that is like the worst, the worst <laughs> rap video of yeah. all time, isn't it? Grotty East London pub, prosecco not champagne in a shared hot tub. Yeah. I love it. I oh, love wow. it. Wow. What was the category again? Um, drunk oh, behavior. Drunk, drunk yeah. behavior. I, I was in a hot tub. Actually. You, you buy chicken, Scott. That's that's your game. Um, that's my game. Is it? I drank, I drank um, a bottle of, I was actually going to, I thought of another drunken story when you first suggested it, which is that I threw up. In I my don't predetermine these categories. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I meant uh, when you just said uh, <laughs> drunken stories. Um, I threw up in my housemate's shoe, which I threw <laughs> uh, because I was so drunk once on a 
on a coach um, when I used to work for Oddbins, we had a Christmas party, which unsurprisingly was very booze fueled. And I was, you know, when you think you're all right, then you get on a coach and you're in yeah. drunk. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh no, I'm going to. I mean, that's off. the worst thing. No. <laughs> No, but they'd like it was out of London, even though the office was in London. And then we all had to get on this coach at like one in the morning, and everyone was hammered. It was like asking for trouble, basically. I don't know why they hadn't done it in London, but yeah, it was like an hour's journey. And there were heels, I didn't have any heels because I never wear them, and I'd borrowed them. And I was like, oh my god, I'm going to be sick. And I was also trying to pull my workmate at the time, so I was like, oh, I don't want him to see me covered in sick. So I just took the shoe off and threw up into the shoe, and it was like Cinderella, it was like a heeled shoe that I just filled really neatly with sip. So, <laughs> um, but then also Scott reminded me of when I had tequila in tequila slammers and we drank it in half an hour. Me and my friend Sharon, we drank a whole bottle of tequila in half an hour. No. On New Year's Eve. Yeah, I was about maybe 15 or 16. Oh my um, word. I went downstairs and my mum and dad had a mantelpiece which had like wedding presents on it and ornaments and stuff and a hard floor and I swept my hand along it like a bear. I was like, ah, and everything just crashed the floor and broke. I thought that's probably one of the worst things I've ever done. Did they know it was you? Yeah, because I then saw them, we were trying to walk up the hill to this party and um, I bumped into them. I was like, mum, dad, I've just trashed all the ornaments, bye. And then, uh, yeah, I was, wasn't very grateful for their food and shelter. Do you know? <laughs> That's you know what you've got amazing? to come, Scott. This is what you can well, look forward to. I, I was just going to say, <laughs> what's amazing is when you did the underage drinking. You see, if I drank what I drank when I was fifteen at the park, now I'd be hammered. Now, yeah, yeah, It's like a three-liter bottle of white lightning, Thunderbirds or yeah. Concord. I remember by, and it was always the lad who was, who went through puberty at nine that you sent in to get the stuff. The little come out, with a, yeah. the come out with a crate of Fosters and four that was bottles me. of Some, That Concord. was me often. God, I was quite a hairy teenager. So I looked yeah. a lot. I remember once mad. going to the off license in, in Edenbridge, Kent, where I grew up. And I must've been 16, maybe 17. And the guy went behind the, behind the counter. Oh, I know you, you're 25, aren't you? Yeah. And I just went, Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, and somehow managed to style it out. So I was able to go there for, for quite a bit. I've got two questions actually off the back of both of your stories. Um, first, Izzy, did the did the workmate see you throw up and in the did... shoe? Yeah, he saw me and then we still went home together. I mean, that is hot. <laughs> Perfectly filling a shoe with sick with no spillage. That is that's that's yes. it. He was quite impressed yeah. with my skills. Uh, um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> wow. He was the ideal person to try and pull that night. Yeah. Um, second one is: Have you guys have got a drink that? Because when Scott was talking about sort of drinking when you were underage, that you had a really bad night on, that you now mm. can't. Because I mine is is Bacardi Breezers. Not that that is something that I go out and order now as a thirty-seven year old man, but just the smell. Yeah. Of watermelon. Mm. Or that sort of sticky watermelon still sort of does it for me. Archers for me. Oh. Yeah. Oh, really? Which is horrible. Yeah. yeah, I drank. I think at the time I thought it was pre-mixed, which was my first mistake. Um, it's about 18. <laughs> and I went out with my gay friend, Gareth, ended up going back to his, doing poppers, snogging him, and we never spoke again. So, um, yeah, that's the smell of archers to me. Peach and <laughs> errors. <laughs> Oh my god! I I think it's Mad Dog Twenty Twenty for me. That stuff I haven't seen that stuff since. What is that? that 40, it's, it's 45 still for sale. wine. 
Really it's just I can't. 2020. I, yeah, it was in a bottle, wasn't it? Like, it was yeah. in a bottle, a little bottle, like a proper hip flask bottle. And I just love the idea of going into a pub and ordering it as an adult and just saying, can I have a <laughs> Mad Dog 2020 with ice and then a fruit shoot for my, jo- for my child? <laughs> <laughs> just, I'd love to do just look at you going like what's wrong with you but yeah that whenever I smell like strawberry like sweet liquor mm. like strawberry awful awful yeah. memories it's often the sh- it's often the sweet things isn't it like with all of us because for me it's I, I mean actually for me it's tequila which isn't that sweet because of that night but I think a lot of people have an aversion to those like Archer's Bacardi kind of mm. those sweet drinks like Smirnoff Ice as well I can't have now oh like, horrible yeah, that, yeah. I mean I get re- I get reflux just licking a spring onion now the idea of a, <laughs> yeah, the idea of it doing a bottle of Smirnoff I'd be on my back I just couldn't yeah. do it Did it with your rosé turbo spritzer have yourself a time did you used to have Red Bull what was it was it vodka red? yeah vodka Red Bull yeah 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 because yeah. 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 I think nothing improves a night out than the resting heart rate of a Base yeah. jumper, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I remember doing it as you were flagging. We used to do it about one in the morning when we was going to, yeah. you know, we were like, oh, we, we're falling asleep. We'll have a vodka Red Bull now. It was like the timing of it was really important. Yeah. I, I've just I've just had a massive flashback to being in NATO in Leeds. Did you ever go to that night? There was a nightclub called NATO and drinking. They didn't have Red Bull. They had a knockoff oh, called yeah. Fly, Flying Horse. <laughs> I've had flying horse. <laughs> flying horse. Wow. And I remember, I remember me about two in the morning, everyone going, get a flying horse. Come on, let's get like Pegasus. Bring in Pegasus. I think I saw flying horse supporting Arctic monkeys in about 2008. Fly, yeah. <laughs> Fly, flying horse. It was such an obvious knockoff. And I've yeah. never seen it since. There's such um, a gap in the market for a podcast which talks about knockoffs, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. Um so Jim, what's your um worst drunken experience? I've... You've asked questions to try and digress us, but we weren't. Yeah. He's an experienced podcaster. Yeah, <laughs> I saw what you did there, <laughs> trying to host. He's trying only to host deflecting. Mine. He's deflecting because his ended in a conviction. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I no, basically what I've done is I've done notes about every category that you sent. Um, and next to drunk behavior, <laughs> next to drunk behavior, I've just put no, um, because I You've don't never behave drunkenly in your life. I don't no, believe you. I'm one of those kids that I, I had an incredibly low tolerance, which I still do. So I would get drunk very quickly as a kid, but it also meant that I would throw up and pass out quite a lot. So a lot of my drunken stories involved ending up in hospital. Oh. having sort of yeah brings the that's mood not down very a little bit, funny isn't it? yeah exactly <laughs> it's, it's difficult to make those funny to be totally honest um mm. but yeah i just um you can yeah. also um highlight someone else's drunk behavior it's deliberately open he's probably too passed out to see any of the drunk <laughs> yeah. it's really yeah, yeah like now i've got kids and i'm real lightweight and never go out when I go out, I can have like a small glass of wine and that's enough for me. But when you're a teenager, you can't really go, oh, I'll just have a half. There's so much pressure, isn't there, to drink. Yeah. Which yeah. is probably why you were, if you'd been able to have like, you know, an inch of red wine, you probably would have had a good night. But... Yeah, a quarter of a Bacardi Breezer would have, would have <laughs> sorted me for the evening. 
wasn't yeah. about having a good night though was it, it that wasn't the game it was, it was not no it wasn't it, <laughs> it was about wasn't throwing up in your shoe yeah i pre- <laughs> i pretended i was allergic to alcohol until i was 18 to not be peer pressured into it because um i was already yeah. shambolic i did not want to know what would happen to me if i did so mm. i um yeah That's i lied a good idea. i lied That's for a quite a long time idea. then went to uni abandoned all pretense of that disgraceful absolutely i, I, I mean i hadn't practiced I well as you get older i have to do my drinking under the radar now like, and particularly with the kids around so my my drinking tends to be on a sunday for when i'm cooking sunday lunch and it's just a progressively state of getting absolutely hammered till i can you know so that's why i can end up getting the portions wrong and the kids are eating like a kilo of mash because i've just <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, a whole chicken, like it's like a Henry the Apes buffet. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't even see them for the first part of the meal. Like they reveal as they eat, they reveal themselves. You know, like do you know like the genitals on Naked Attraction? Yeah. That's like, what it's like that's Sunday dinner around our house because I've lost control. There's been so many times where I've fallen asleep at six thirty because I've drank a bottle of wine through like, the day. It's like Christmas every day at your house. It's Sunday. Sunday. I can only drink. Sun- I can only drink Sunday. on Sunday. Sorry. Sunday's my drinking day. That's the only day I can drink now. It's what Jesus would have anyway. wanted. There's something really <laughs> lovely about drinking when you're cooking, I think. Because it's like, I'll have a little sip of wine. I'll chop the carrots. It's like, I've earned it. Yeah, yeah. I'm Nigella. I've, I've, <laughs> yeah. But also, so you can it. feel like it's like one for me, one for you, for whatever I'm making. Pour it in <laughs> one for me. It feels like you're sort of sharing as well. So you're yeah. doing everyone, everyone a favour. Yeah, sophisticated. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and then have your Viennetta afterwards. I mean, yeah. what more? What more yeah. do you want? Cut with a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, mate. What's this dust Viennetta? on the credit card? It's uh, it's Viennetta, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Viennetta. Heard that one before. Yeah, yeah. it's just Viennetta. <laughs> right. Let's move I on. Had a bit of Pavlova, bit of Pavlova dust on there. <laughs> <laughs> Cut through and rang with that one, mate. <laughs> really good quality pavlova that yeah great choice pavlova crushed up do it as a line <laughs> right petty crimes who's got a petty crime petty crime oh yes um it's very petty uh once uh my childhood friend lee stole um a box of galaxy uh, a whole box of Galaxy bars from the market in Matlock. Um, <laughs> and it had like 24 bars of Galaxy in it. Sorry, this is going to involve sick again. Amazing. <laughs> um, and we, we got the bus to Bakewell so that we'd be far enough away. We, we like, he stole it and then we were like, let's get on the first bus because the market's in the bus station. And we went all the way to Bakewell, which is actually like a half hour bus ride. And we went into a park and he ate like 10 of them in a row. <laughs> and then he threw up like chocolate um onto the grass and then I ate it again oh, oh. That's, that's, yeah that's like the matlock version of the end of scarface basically where he's getting <laughs> high on his own supply in <laughs> ill-gotten gains he didn't even want them at the end he just like had to get rid of the evidence yeah it was like that was the thing. <laughs> I, I, like, what are we gonna do with them like as if we couldn't have just put them in a bin we were like yeah. <laughs> they're too hot they're too hot <laughs> this is too hot <laughs> our fingerprints are all over it I love the idea of getting rid of it. Get, yeah. It's now a problem. It's such a child crime that is. I love that. Oh, I've got I've got two that are like one as a child and one as a teenager, and they're both pathetic. 
Let's right, as a child, <laughs> as a child, we lived on like a a, a, a street and and my there's a lot of people live on streets but me and my mate what we did was we used to steal the cat's eyes out the middle of the road amazing what did you do with so, them eat them and stick them no, on the grass no, no. we kept them <laughs> we kept them in a tupperware under my bed and that was it that was the only that was the only crime it was like i got i remember going with a knife and getting into the rubber bit and firing them out and then putting them in a box. And so to the point where my dad said, he came down the road and he says, someone's going to die on our road. He says, I can't see the middle of it anymore. They were all under my bed. It, but we were risking <laughs> risking death doing yeah. it. And oh. But it was like, I don't know why we did I still don't know why we did it. The boredom of a summer holiday, let's steal some cat's eyes, mate. That is now, that is such a... a a, a danger i mean it's like chucking a brick on a railway but yeah. a lot lower down do you know yeah. what i mean a lot, a lot longer payoff in it that yeah well, it's a gateway it's a gateway That's crime fine. scott where do you where do you go after cat size yeah i don't know well i'll tell you where you go mate you go to fraud which is what i did when i was working at home base um on the tills did you work at home base is he no, do you know? I'm, just, I'm, I'm impressed that I'm talking on a Zoom call with someone who's done fraud. Well, wait, we're just reining in your expectations because it's very low level. Um, what happened was we had these spend and save cards that they would do and people, you'd, you'd give them at the till and people then would scan them and they'd get like, they'd spend a thousand pound and get two quid off or something. It was ridiculous. And then there was a real pressure for people, the staff on the tills to get these people to sign up for it. And you got like book tokens and stuff. And I realized after the first day, they weren't checking the names or checking the cards. So all I did was just start making up names, just random people. And I went through like all family members, then just trousered all the cards and then handed them in. They were like, Scott, you've done amazing. That's like 34 cards there. Well done. And then the thing that caught me out was at the end of the shift, because staff had been nicking, not me, but people have been snicking. They did a bag search. And... <laughs> And oh. I, they said, can you open your bag? And I, and these cards just rained down onto this thing. And then they were, and, I, and I, they went through everything. They were like, who's this person? Who's this person? And I think I'd put in names like Kurt Cobain and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, is he going to, is if he's going to come in for a bit of decking? Yeah, Do you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> and, I, and uh, yeah, he just, oh, he loves it. Him and Courtney are always in here getting stuff. Are you just in like there the, buying, buying teen spirit? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Jim. I, I, had, I had Al Pacino in buying 25 kilograms of gravel. It was like a whole sitcom. <laughs> it was a sitcom in my head. I did everyone. I did really obscure names. I did like <laughs> Alan Bennett. And I said, oh, he's no relation. But I knew he lived in Morley. So I put Morley. And, but yeah, I got a, I got a warning, got a written warning. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. not so bad though. I know they were very understanding. I had to really apologise. I said, look, it was the pressure to hit the targets. I just wanted a book token. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there you go. That, that is a it. crap crime. A that crap, is a crap crime. crime. You say that. Yeah. Scott, yeah. I feel like my life is pathetically lame compared to you. Um, it's criminal mastermind like, Scott Bennett. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, what have I I've done? Nothing like that. Your, your story had reminded me of this isn't really even criminal, but when I worked on a local newspaper, in we'll work with you, Jim. We'll work with you. <laughs> All right, we'll see. What's we'll on see. your notes? <laughs> What's on my notes is 
pick and mix because I, I was going to tell a story very similar to Izzy's where Garden I stole, variety I stole crime. Pick and, I saw yeah. one pick and mix. I could have got a handful. I think from the Woolworths in Seven Oaks, I think. Uh, mm. But I can't remember which one it was. I remember I would have been about seven or eight and feeling like literally like the, the police were knocked down my door. I think I thought about possibly handing myself in. Oh, um, oh, to, the context of this story, you have to remember, I was brought up Catholic. So that oh, Catholic the guilt. guilt. Just, the yeah. guilt of that that one that one flump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one flying saucer. Father, it was just a flump. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost like a wafer anyway. I just, yeah, it just, just reminded a... me of church. It fell out. <laughs> it, it fell out. It was, yeah, the sherbet saucer. I'd go to church if they were banging them out. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Them and Bacardi Breezer. Yeah. They could be pick and mix in the, you could put your hand in wouldn't you yeah. and get you didn't know what you were going to get holy pick and mix i just love the body of christ as they put in one of them saucers <laughs> <laughs> really fizzy body of christ <laughs> body of christ chocolate mice <laughs> so come on come on Jim. pineapple cube what have you got um, no so i was working on a local newspaper in in Uckfield in sussex and it was my first job in journalism and to give you a sort of an overview of how i did after I left that patch, they closed the newspaper because uh, circulation was down so low. So really had a, really had an effect on the people of Uckfield. But we had to do these things called Vox Pops. You guys know what Vox Pops are? We have to like, yeah. go and ask the public like completely inane questions. And I used to hate, do- I used to get so nervous doing them. I used to hate approaching people and asking them like, mm. oh, what do you think about the price of milk these days? It just felt like so embarrassing. So one day I drove home, Googled, smiling man or smiling woman on on google downloaded photos made up quotes susan from main street loves pick and mix um and then submitting them into the paper and i can't i don't think i was as creative as scott with the names i don't i think i just made i'm up shocked yeah but you, it, it, they got published and i i genuinely thought i was <laughs> going to get fired but i think what it turns out is no one in that newspaper making it or reading it gave a shit about the box box um but yeah it was yeah it was i, I felt awful i think what you don't realize though is if you started a, a line of criminality there because yeah. if you read any major paper they always have those spotted celebrity spotted and they're always bullshit because they always go i saw madonna coming out of a subway in colchester and they're not true. <laughs> you can't and prove you, it. You can't prove right. it. And there's loads of those that I saw, you know, really bizarre ones. Do you know what I mean? I saw David Tennant on a swing in, in crew. I think it's yeah. specific. It feels believable. Yeah. Like, it, he was wearing a blue jumper and he mm. was eating mm. a Cornetto. It feels <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the rush hour crushes are apparently made up. By um, oh, that makes oh, that's, that's, I know. Yeah, so. But there's some real ones in there, and they're fighting to be heard. <laughs> <laughs> the, love love old stories old. that can't speak their name. <laughs> My mum likes to text us on newspapers readers' corner about Philip Schofield because she hates him, and she's not allowed on the internet, so that's her outlet. She'll just wow. text and <laughs> just like complain that he's on too much telly. She's like, he's on again. He's smug, and she signs off the Cardiff Girls, and it's not. It's just her alone. At home on a page ago, and um, <laughs> she hates him. I like your mum. She sounds she sounds cool. She's, she's nuts. 
she tells me she does it. She's like, you'll like this fix for your comedy. And sure enough, it's gone in my set because it's, it is funny. But um, <laughs> I don't like the idea that by topping up a phone, I am funding hate inadvertently yeah. <laughs> against the silver box. <laughs> you are a vessel for bile. That is what you're doing there. That is... <laughs> You're enabling. Enabling, yeah. yeah. A complete yeah. enabler. <laughs> I used to not scan foods and things for people I fancied in Tesco's as well, but they never knew oh, I was doing it, yeah. so I didn't get the credit for it. I'd be like, oh, <gasps> that is a me- That <gasps> lemon's free. Did you do that noise? Did you do that noise? <laughs> I don't know. What, did, yeah. did, What's the statute of limitations on credit? I don't know. I've just remembered something else we used to do, actually. Um, I used to work in a London theatre and um, it was for a musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber. I don't think he'll mind this. This is 20 years ago. Um, We didn't do it for very long, but we used to um, take, we used to top up. So he had private wine, which he used to give to his guests. And we used to- Private wine. That sounds, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We used to sell the- uh, the wine to the like punters, the normal punters. Then we used to top up like an empty bottle of house wine with his private wine, which was really lovely, and then sell that um, and t- and pocket the money because he never checked the stock of private wine. We didn't do it very much, Andrew. If you're listening, and it was a, it was a great musical. I'd be really <laughs> surprised if he was that. listening. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> big he if true. But I will tag him in um, just so he's got a right to reply. <laughs> Oh, look at us. Criminal masterminds, every one of us. Um, yeah, the security guard at work, actually, on the like spend and save business, he got fired because he collected receipts off the floor and got them put on his own club card. <laughs> That's genius. I know, until he was caught. I, know, I like stuff like that. I think I think he should get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. I was an accessory to it because I used to do it for him as well. So I was like, when he was gone, they're like, yeah, he was defrauding um, club cards. I was like, I bet it was exciting though. Like we used to look for money in the stream opposite our mm. house. And when you see like a glinting yeah. 2p or pound, it was like, oh, it must've been the same when he saw the receipts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Just like, like oh, Christmas, quits in. Yeah. Oh my God, that's a hedge trimmer. That's a hedge trimmer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's because um, it's called wombling. It's actually a practice that's done. It was on money saving mm. experts. So people go outside the supermarket and there is some argument about whether or not it's fraudulent to take the points. <laughs> yes, of oh. course, because if the person hasn't got a card, it's just literally a receipt, isn't it? Yeah. So though I didn't have my card. Wow. I've, so, had, I've yeah. had that at a petrol station, though, where a guy, I've bought petrol, and he's gone, have you got a Nectar card? And I went, no. And he went, all right. Got his out and went, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, at least wait till I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> You've basically just stolen from me. He just he literally just went, have you got, a... I went, no, he went, fantastic. Whoop. <laughs> I was like, you can't do that, mate. Outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. outrageous. Way to carry on. I said, I said to him, I'm coming round and whatever shopping you're buying, I'm having dinner because I've paid yeah. for a bit of that dinner. Yeah. So I'll be there Wednesday. I'll be there on Wednesday. <laughs> With your bottle of red wine and your bottle of mash. I'll bring a Viennetta, mate. It's Ferrero Rocher. I'm taking Come that on. to the next party I go to. 
Fionetta Ferrero Rocher pyramid because I got a Ferrero Rocher pyramid for Christmas and I was all excited. And then when I opened it, it had a plastic triangle in the middle. It was no. it was fraud. It wasn't a real pyramid. It was just they were just stacked around the edges. That's I was devastated. I was absolutely you, devastated. Yeah, you can't imagine I'm trying to do that in transit though, maintain a pyramid. It's impossible. <laughs> Avoid all the speed bumps, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. And there was a plastic yeah, lid over the top. It wasn't like a, yeah, it wasn't served on a beautiful tray. Were they glued to the plastic? Yeah, there was a little bit of glue to the bottom of them. Yeah, you're right, Scott. It would. Ha- I guess you could pack it really tightly, but they'd mm. still move around a bit, wouldn't they? And you it had a lid on though, because it was a gift one, so it did have a little plastic lid on. But it's basically an environmental nightmare. What yeah. It is. Oh yeah, terrible, <laughs> terrible carbon footprint problem. But um, the ambassador doesn't give a shit about global warming. Uh, <laughs> no, ear <laughs> miles for his food. No shits given. Right. I want glue on foil to plastic <laughs> to make it impossible. You have to. Do you know what? It's the only confectionery you have to take down the tip to get separated. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear me. Right. Um, unpopular opinions. Dare I ask? Uh, yeah. I've got one. Push you have. Faulty Towers isn't very good. <gasps> oh, wow. We'll hear evidence. I just, I've tried, I've tried so many times. I like John Cleese. I like the idea. I love comedy. I just can't do it. I just find it annoying. I find his character one tone. I find it a bit just, oh, he's going to lose his temper. And then it just, oh, I don't know. Every episode's just him losing his temper. And then like, oh, look at that classic bit where he hits a car with a branch. Too long, goes on too long. You know, and I get that's the comedy of it. But I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, why it doesn't click with me. You put that alongside something like Partridge and you go, this isn't the same. The writing isn't the same. It isn't rich. I just find Faulty Towers just, and I think it's because people I know like it. I don't like them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all just talking within my certain circle. I just think, yeah, and it's like, I don't know, I don't know. I just feel it just hasn't clicked with me, and I don't know why. Do you think there it's you partly because it's been bigged up so much? I sometimes think, you know, when people are like, watch this or listen to this, like you'll love it. Sometimes mm. I feel a bit like, will I? I might not. Yeah, yeah. it might yeah. be that. Like if someone had gone to you, oh, it's all right. You might. Yeah, have. yeah, and I think I think I need to give it another try i just felt like someone who i've watched it and i just felt like manuel slaps him about it feels very like obvious every week seems to be the repeat of this jane jokes i don't know maybe i'm being unfair there but i don't know it just doesn't click with me is it because it's is it because it's dated some of the i don't think no because then but then you're like it's not the you know racism you object to it's (laughs) (laughs) the repetitive nature of the jokes (laughs) I don't want to get cancelled because of an opinion. Uh, but I, I think, I think you know, because I, I love Blackadder and that's, oh, I love Step 2 and Son. That's, you know, historic. I, th- I just think, I just felt like his character was a bit, I just found it a bit irritating. And I, and I don't know why that is. And um, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel bad now because like you're, you probably like it. But... I, don't, I don't care for it. Yeah, I, have, I actually have zero no, opinion. No opinion. On it. Yeah, 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 to be honest, I don't. <laughs> I quite oh, like right. it. I watched it a lot when I was a kid. It was like one right. of the first sitcoms that I watched. I suppose I've got a fondness for it. Um, mm. And we used to watch this VHS video called How to Irritate People, which was John Cleese 
doing sketches, I think. And that we that was like one of the first comedy things I watched, like on my own as a kid. And I loved that. But this was one of the I, things on the video, do a documentary about woke behavior and cancel culture, because that, <laughs> that really did the trick for Twitter, didn't it? Like you, you, yeah. you annoyed a lot of people that day. You're really gonna irritate people. <laughs> irritated um yeah um no but if someone had a crystal ball i'm sure that would have been the whole vhs <laughs> um but i i wouldn't stick it on like if i i don't tend to re-watch things anyway but i love the in-betweeners and i, I love a lot yeah but i wouldn't necessarily stick them on even i always want to watch new things um so but i yeah i do like faulty towers but i sort of understand what you mean i think when you find someone irritating with comedy, that's why we do a very hard job, guys. Because yeah. compared to drama or something, you could watch something like Dr. Foster and go, you know what, I don't, well, I really liked it, but you know what I mean? You could kind of go, oh, I might not watch episode two. I don't feel that mm. kind of into the story or whatever. Whereas with comedy, people get so, like, they're like, no, it, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it's like, people have such strong opinions, don't they? I, I tell you what I think it, irritating you probably wouldn't you wouldn't feel the same about like morse or something because it's not yeah comedy. I think I think to, to, I'm just thinking about it now I think I haven't got an issue with Cleese or Python I like obviously that's all I loved all that stuff I think what it is I think the character isn't deep enough I think it's a bit one-dimensional so like I when you said you do don't re-watch stuff I do re-watch stuff so yeah, I will too. watch Partridge at least once a week and I've probably got an unhealthy obsession with that character. But when I actually look at that character, every other character just fades in terms of quality because there's such richness and depth. There's a history. It's been sort of crafted and cultivated. And you feel like you know him. And I always feel like going, it, that, that is when it seems to be more of an effort there in building that. And then always people always go, oh, you know, John Cleese, it was an, it was an incredible character was Basil Fawlty. When you see it on those countdowns, it's yeah. always like one or two. And I go, it's always Partridge. It's always got to be Partridge. And I think it's probably because I think it's been lauded over other things that I think that are better than it. That's probably all it. I also think it's to do with, this is very deep, but vulnerability. And I think Partridge has a vulnerability that Basil Fawlty yeah. doesn't. And when I yeah. think about like Jamie Dimitri's performance in Staff Let's Flats, that's why I love that show because he's vulnerable. Agreed. Yeah, totally. Totally. Are you, are you the, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I'm the sort of person that when someone says something's really good, uh, I actively avoid watching mm. it or listening yeah. to it. Yeah. Dicks, they call us, Jim. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it to be bad. I want it to be good, but I don't want to be sort of let down by it so I, I avoided watching Ted Lasso for quite a long time and everyone's like this is so good we're still avoiding is. that in this house yeah on that <laughs> on that proviso it's just like I don't want to be left out if well, I'm not yeah, into it exactly <laughs> yeah, don't you that you're not gonna love yeah. it I think yeah. you're you feel like you failed in some way if you don't love it yeah, yeah. there's a lot exactly. of that around Shit's Creek because some people absolutely love it and some people hate I, it and I, I tried that the other day I said the other day six months ago wasn't enamored by the first episode and then literally this week thought i was on my own like it doesn't happen in this house a lot i thought i'm <laughs> gonna watch Shit's creek and give it a proper go because um, they're only 20 minute episodes see yeah. and there's no jeopardy in them which i found quite beautiful when everything was on fire <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's good I, you, you can sort of breeze through it actually I, I, yeah i quite enjoyed it would you recommend it now jim where are you up to no i never recommend anything to anyone because oh, yeah. um i don't want them to hate it and as a result hate blame me. you yeah. yeah. So I Jim just... Daly. Jim Daly recommends. Yeah, what a prick. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. 
uh, yeah. So yeah, I just yeah. But would yeah. you not recommend it? <laughs> I would. Uh, I would not. 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 <laughs> not. <laughs> recommend it. How many knots is that? Sure. We've gone. I think we've gone full. I've we've gone, gone all the way around to you recommending it. Yeah, you have an even number is you recommending it, and an odd number is you not. Okay, I would not, 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 no, recommend it. That's four and a half. So to make of that what you will. I'd love to see you doing a film program, just really sort of on the fence, on the it, fence for four, five minutes. It had. Do you know what I mean? What about clock. the new Suicide Squad film? I mean, I, I don't know really. Yes, some it like it, some don't like it. There's no point, Jim. Just give us an opinion. <laughs> Opinion or death? I can't do it. So you—it's your unpopular opinion that you don't have any opinions. No, my unpopular opinion is that jeans are shit. I love it. Tell me more. Um, (laughs) They're not shit. Do you know what? I'm going to reel back already on that. They're not shit. Oh come on, Jim. They're mildly. They're mildly inconvenient. (laughs) They're a bit. They're a bit uncomfortable sometimes. That's basically. Basically, I was wearing because I've been not wearing jeans for a long time. I've been stuck in my house for a year and a half. And I've been in the same pair of uh, jogging bottoms for for ages. I put on jeans the other day because I, I literally went to go and buy milk. I think it was. No, I went to go and post my stitch fix back because I don't don't think you guys get stitch fix. I get stitch fix. Don't buy any of the clothes, but just like to put them on and then see what I look like in nice clothes and then send them back because I can't afford it. Oh, a time um, waster. That's a petty crime in itself, I think. Oh yes, I have done a petty crime. There um, we go. No intention anyway. of buying those clothes. No. Wearing no. them, sweating them up, sending nice. them back, creating work. For them up. Look yeah. at all those, all those. <laughs> like an influencer, like the Instagram influencer. But with no confidence. But yeah, no without confidence. posting yeah. them anywhere. He but just looks at himself, that, then packs them away. That, oh. could be, that could be a new brand of influencer. The, what, the, <laughs> the one that doesn't have any self-confidence. <laughs> Just puts up a picture going, I would show you a picture, but it didn't work out. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't post any pictures. Uh, the amount of the miles that have, but the amount of miles they've traveled just to, you know. Oh, that's true. I did buy, no, I did buy a few, t- I did bought a couple of t-shirts because they were quite cheap. But um, You should be ashamed of yourself. Anyway, listen, jeans are uncomfortable. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's just because I've been in jogging bottoms for a year and a half, but they look good. They, I mean, they, they do look sort of much more grown up, but um, yeah, mm. I find them, I find them uncomfortable. That is my outlandish opinion. Wow. Especially after you've had the soft fabric of jogging bottoms, like yeah. a lot of us have for the past year and a half. It, it, it does sometimes when you put jeans on, they, you mm. can feel like, oh, they are definitely kind of more stiff. You're aware of them. Yeah. It's like they're wearing you. <laughs> yes. I tell you, my issue with jeans is. I find one pair that I like and I can never find them again. Oh, I always buy multiples. I, if I I, find I, a no, pair. and yeah, you yeah. say that though, Vix, there, there's variance even in the multiples. I have I have bought a pair of jeans and I've gone, this is the best jeans I've got. They're the perfect fit, they're the perfect cut. I don't feel like a dad. They, yeah. <laughs> they look really good. I'm not trying too hard. The skin, I've got, I've got, they're not skinny, but they're not slim. They're in the middle. They're nice. And then I go, I like those so much. I'm going to get another pair. I buy exactly the same pair with exactly the same number. They come and I'm going like, these are clown pants. I was <laughs> even, it's I sort of agree more. It's because they it's, pre-shrink the denim. So it's not it, always comparable. Really? I asked in Topshop about this because I, I had a real BMI. I cannot recreate it. 
no they can't and there's like a bit of a spectrum for the sizing mm. so they all start at the the right size then they get shrunk oh. like pre-shrunk in the wash Does it change so there's sometimes some discrepancy I did that, found some top man ones i like other brands are available and um they... i think they um they've gone bust so we're probably all right so far. <laughs> yeah arcadia group um philip green not a nice man actually fuck him oh wow i'm, I'm not i'm not <laughs> okay um but they it's just a, just an opinion some... In, no, he's not a nice man. You're right. Um, well, I feel like I've sort of beaten Philip Green a little bit. Um, I bought some in black and they were the right size. And then I bought some in blue, exactly the same measurements. And they yeah. didn't, they fit completely differently around do, do the you ankle. Know, this is why we'll never start human cloning. We can't even make two pairs of jeans that match. Yeah. <laughs> but what's the yeah. reason for them? Pre- do you mean, Vix, that they're initially kind of like all the same size and then the shrinking is what determines the size what no they're, they're all like sized appropriately but right. you can't control scientifically necessarily control how much they shrink in the wash they get pretty right. shrunk oh. so there's a spectrum this woman could have been lying to me but now i'm spreading does, misinformation just like jim did with his does, lies in his newspaper <laughs> it does sound true that though but yeah that that's my frustration with them yeah. I, i've never been i've had two pairs of jeans in my life i'm happy with that's tragic. Oh, I'm 42. That sad. That's how can that oh, even happen? I understand that massively. I 100% understand. That. I, Jim's I, tabled a very popular opinion here. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I've done badly on this round. Like, jeans are difficult. I've got one pair of jeans that I like, um, but I'd say that almost every day that I get dressed, I don't feel 100% satisfied with what I put on. Oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, tomorrow I'll find that nice top. Um, yeah. Do you guys have a thing? I have a thing where I buy clothes and then I don't want to wear it for fear of like getting it dirty or whatever. And so keeping them for best. For best, exactly. Which is at the moment is the corner shop. Still in a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've got notebooks like that. I'm like, oh, I need to make notes, but these aren't the right quality of notes (laughs) for the caliber of notebook I've got from Paper Chase. No, I don't know what notes I'm waiting for for that. Like to officiate a wedding. You'll know. know, I will just know. Yeah. There's a pressure on stationery there, though, isn't there? There is that you don't want to to dirty it, to sully it with nonsense. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's a pressure. Then it's like when someone gets you to sign a birthday card in an open plan office and you haven't got anything witty to say and then you're just staring paralyzed with the decision that's the same thing with the station where you go yeah. i can't i can't but, start but it is actually start. it is quite freeing when you do start a notebook all those mm. all those preconceptions disappear and i never maintain the integrity of it though it gets battered there's banana in the middle of it <laughs> it gets chucked in my bag i, I, I like that though i like coffee stains and marks on notebooks and books i hate keeping things pristine mm-hmm. like yeah i think it's uh, use your things that's a nice note to end on i think if you've got something nice use it now because we might all be dead one day and that's my unpopular opinion actually that i like to mess up books and my partner doesn't and i will turn over corners of pages and like i will crack the spines back. yeah oh. with girl with the dragon tattoo that series they're so big i cut down the spine which is what my sister does, and I copied it from her. And I remember reading it on the tube. This woman was like, where's the other half of the book? And I was like, well, it's too heavy. I can't carry the whole book round. And yeah, yeah people are quite disgusted by that. That's I've never heard of that. No, I mean, yeah. That's it's like a butcher's slab. That's a butcher's <laughs> slab of literature. I can't. Actually, what happens if comes... you lose the other half or pick up yeah. a different half? You pick up the half from the girl with the dragon tattoo and you're reading, it doesn't make sense. 
Oh, can I just tell you one, one slow thing that I, I know what you mean is you have different standards of pristineness between, between people. I once lent a DVD to someone and this, and this stuck in my mind because it was traumatic when this happened. And I went round to their house. I mean, I was a student at the time and I went round to their student room and they said, oh, I'll just grab your DVD. And they turned around and they had it in their mouth uh, uh, like a dog. So he turned around and he had this DVD in his mouth like that. And he went, oh, this is yours, isn't it? And he gave me it. It had bite marks in it. Oh, I was like, no, that's, that's not acceptable. Mate, you've, no. just, you've just bitten my DVD. And it was like a, 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 a box set. And oh. I was like, I would write, oh. So, Investment yeah. back in those days, the box set. Left a yeah. bite mark on it, like a teething <laughs> ring. That was an animal. Because he put it in his mouth because he was like getting something out of his pocket. something else in his hand. Yeah, and he sort of like went, oh, I've got you a DVD. And he turned around, put it in his mouth, and he went, here you go. And I swear, you've just bitten it. I'm you've sorry. You've got a bite no. mark on it, Absolutely mate. ruined. No. Ruined. Other people's possessions in your mouth, I think. That's no, a it's no, done, that's a no that's, Yeah, that's fair enough, really. Right, we've run out of time, unbelievably. <laughs> Jesus. We got through like two categories, I think. Oh no, three. Uh, yeah. We haven't quite finished, but we're well, we're, time's run out. So while I am totting up the scores and it will not take long, uh, you can go around and let's find out where we can find you after this, what you're working on, where we can see you. Jim, where oh. can we find you? Oh god. Here in this shed, um, most of the time. I in your tribute shed to Scott. <laughs> my Scott Bennett tribute shed. Good name for an album. Um, I, oh, I've got a few sort of gigs, gigs and stuff coming up. Um, not many. I'm trying. I'm hopefully doing some more festival shows. Hopefully at some point, Vault next year. Hopefully, so I did oh, my nice. first solo show this year, and it was so much fun. So I'm hoping oh, to festivals more application process is nuts though. You have to do like oh. a little video about why you want to particularly go there, and I, I yeah. can't be asked with that. I didn't do the video in the end. I gave up. I'll I apply for anything it. on Eventatron. This is niche for people who aren't um, <laughs> festival applicating. <laughs> I'll apply for anything on Eventatron if you can just copy your application from another time. I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm in. That's what I yeah. did. Yeah, that's what I did. It's quite <laughs> addictive, Eventatron, actually, <laughs> working out what you can. But no, I tried doing the application video and then I watched it back and it was like the world's worst self-tape. And so I decided oh. no one no one needs to see that. So I just I just filled in the, filled in the boxes instead. So they weed out lazy people like me. They're like, she's not going to promote the event. She can't even be asked to do a little video about what she wants to go. <laughs> they've, they've got me banged to rights, to be honest. But um, so we can see you maybe at Vaults Festival. That's maybe. where we're at. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I'd like to leave it out there just to see what happens. Yeah, a bit of intrigue. Scott, where can we find you? Um, scottbennettcomedy.co.uk oh, is yeah. my website. Very fancy. I'm also doing a tour. Um, there's the post to look they're not seeing this are they you look great (laughs) that's all right i'll take a little screen grab of it there you go yeah i'd let you sell me a mortgage there you go there you go yeah that's it basically i've got a show uh i'm touring that from uh october small run of dates um it's a show called relax which was all about my argument that human beings need to slow down and switch off and i wrote this in 2019 and then there was a worldwide pandemic so (laughs) It's a completely irrelevant show uh, <laughs> about where we are now. But yeah, doing that. And then um, I'm going to be on the news quiz in a couple of weeks. Next are week. Are you? Nice. Mm. Amazing. For the second time. So that's very exciting. That's uh, and so if you exciting. Are, that's if you are my in, dream job. Oh, it's that's... great. And if you are in London next week, I'm at the Comedy Store, uh, 9th, 10th, 11th. There you oh. go. I don't, know if you have, I don't know why I mentioned London. It just feels like it should be said. <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> my mum was worried about me going already. Oh. Like, well, there's a lot of people. Yeah, she said, oh, like, what are you going to do if you get murdered? I said, well, I'll be murdered while I'm on. It won't be my problem. It won't be my issue anymore. She gets terrified whenever I go anywhere near London. But there you go. So that's that's where I'm up to. Uh, due to I've got a podcast from in here as well. Scott, uh, stand up from the shed. That's Amazing. Uh, there you go. Lovely. Is he? You've, you've got a book out. I've got a book out. Yeah, that's called Jane is Trying. That's out now and available from all booksellers. And it's about a woman who's trying to make her life better, who's quite anxious and she discovers that her fiancé is cheating on her and has to move back into her parents' house in a sleepy Midlands town. Uh-huh. And lots of things happen to her, so she has to kind of find her own way forward. Um, what genre would you call it? Huh? What genre? Contemporary humorous fiction, I guess. It's quite there's some serious moments in it, but I think it funny as well yeah. amazing i'm gonna get it i'm excited Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah that's called Jenny's trying and then i've got a podcast as well called the things we do for love which um is chats about love and it often goes off at tangents as i imagine we're all used to with podcasts i think josh widdicombe was about bread for like 80 percent of it, <laughs> it a beautiful valid love uh <laughs> um yeah I've been recommended it by so many people I haven't got around to it yet it's on my list to listen but honestly I have been recommended it by loads and loads of people that's amazing so so yeah congratulations on doing all the good work um Scott you're the winner (laughs) look at his face he he doesn't know what to do with that information (laughs) I I don't know what that means I've never won anything the last time I won absolutely nothing at all (laughs) <laughs> Butlin's beautiful baby in 1983. And, oh, oh, you were re- a beautiful baby. I don't remember it at all. That bone structure. I can't imagine it on a baby. Joel Isaac uh, said that, that to me. He said, you've got the sharpest cheekbones in comedy, which very nice of him. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's, a be- it's a beautiful compliment. I'm like a garden gnome. I draw mine on. I have to choose where I put it. Oh, Makeup's oh, amazing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Highlighter can do a lot of good work. It does a lot of heavy lifting for me. I, I, I should have done the lighting <laughs> like Izzy did because it's not really bringing out the cheekbones. I have to sit quite far back now. Accentuate them. Around. You'll have to have a bit in your tour show where like a five-minute cheekbone section where you can get them to light them however you want. Yes, I'd like, like the, the Bohemian Rhapsody video from the yeah. bottom. That's a real <laughs> cheekbone lighting moment, that is, yeah. Everyone could come up one by one and inspect them. <laughs> That's the whole show done. <laughs> Mind you, though, I don't know. You don't know how many people are coming, Jim. I think we could get, we could get through 11 people quite quickly. <laughs> Amazing. Right, so you are now free to go. Thank you for playing the Woo! Comedy Arcade and um, I'll catch up with you at all the events that you just discussed, hopefully. Thanks for listening to the Comedy Arcade. There'll be a new episode next Thursday with new balls and new guests. If you liked it, like us any way you can and subscribe and tell all your friends. Also, tell us. We're in all the usual places on all the social media. And if you didn't like it, I've been Sean Walsh and this is What's Upset You Know. The USP is It's Only 15 Minutes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.